Before we get started today, I would like to take this time to say thank you to Lone Star Arms and Ammo for helping support the Sounder Podcast and True Hog Hunters Tournament. Lone Star Arms and Ammo is located at 477 North Sunset Strip in Kennedy, Texas, and is open Tuesday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., as well as Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. With a wide range of guns to choose from, let the friendly and knowledgeable staff at Lone Star Arms help you make the right decision with your next purchase. Looking to sell a gun or are in need of a gunsmith, Lone Star Arms can help you with that too. And with their new Silencer Shot kiosk, buying and registering a suppressor has never been easier. You can call Lone Star Arms and Ammo at 830-299-5552 as well as check out their website at LoneStarArmsAmmoLLC.com for updates and news regarding products and services. Also, be sure to follow them on Facebook at Lone Star Arms and Ammo LLC. Thank you to Lone Star Arms for all that you do for the two-way community, as well as all the support you have shown us here at True Ballistics and the Sounder Podcast. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Sounder Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the war on hogs. I'm your host, Charlie Lobner. Hope everybody's having a great day. we got a great show for you. I want to remind everybody before we get started, get signed up at trueballisticsllc.com forward slash tournaments for your chance at winning prizes every month in the True Hog Hunters and Army Hog Hunters tournaments just for submitting hogs. It's a numbers game. Hunt hogs any way that you are successful at. As long as you're not breaking the law, as long as you're not trespassing on properties, anything like that, the land that you own, the land that you hunt, the land that you have permission to hunt on, Hunt any way you can to be successful. Submit these hogs and earn prizes every month. We're giving away prizes this month, month of January. Our third place prize, we're going to give away a uh, two Red Rider BB guns for third. Second place is going to be a 14-piece butcher set. It's a hand-forged set by Full High. Great set of knives. I actually got them Shipped into the shop already, opened them up, checked them out. They are absolutely beautiful. I think you're going to really like it. If you do any of your own processing, this is going to be a great prize. Again, it's second place. First place is going to be a Rideon Conquer 3, 6x24x50, 30 millimeter rifle scope. Check that out. About a $600 value on that. Uh, I think last week I I said that MSRP like eight hundred, but I got to looking around, checking prices, and it's about six hundred. So six hundred dollar prize, hundred fifty dollar prize for second, and then that BB gun set I think about fifty bucks or so. So you can do with that as you want to give you an idea of what's going on so far in the tournament. As I do this podcast right now, it is January eighteenth. We are about midway through, a little over midway through the tournament for the month. And we're at a big goose egg right now. Slow start to the year. But that's good news for you. If you ain't signed up yet, get signed up right now. Again, trueballisticsllc.com forward slash tournaments. Submit those hogs. From the time you take photos of those hogs to the time they need to be submitted, you got a 24-hour window. After that, from the time that photo was taken, we will no longer be able to approve the hog and you will not get credit for it. That is a big rule. We're trying to keep that up. 24 hours. If you have any problems, email me, charlie at the soundrpodcast.com. I'll help you get everything approved. Um, hopefully, should be pretty easy. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a little bit easier with uh, 
with the Galaxy and the Samsung phone, stuff like that, iPhone could be a little bit more troubling as a setting you got to set. Um, but then again, once you get that done, it is not a problem. You can get it submitted. Uh, a few guys in the past have had to use Dropbox, but as of right now, we haven't had that issue. Uh, I don't think any of our iPhone guys are having to use Dropbox anymore. So if you get signed up, if you find a bug or anything in the in the tournament, you know, something that's not working for you, you got an idea about the tournament, you got an idea about hog hunting, or you got anything you want to talk about, again, email me, charlie at thesounderpodcast.com. I'll be happy to get back with you and hear what you got to say. Um, so let's get to it. Deer season is officially over with the north zone of Texas. Now, I know they're still hunting down south. I know a lot of high fence places still hunting. Um, that doesn't affect me. Um, if you are still hunting and you still haven't got that deer and you are down south or on a high fence place, best of luck to you. Be careful. Hope you get your trophy. It was a pretty good deer season on the farm. No complaints. Pretty happy with the way things turned out. Like I said, got my first bow, my bow kill without hog, and then I ended up getting that that pretty good eight. Probably the biggest deer I've ever killed, honestly. Uh, got it with my bow. Very happy about that. Very aggressive buck that was notorious for running off other deer. He was one that needed to be taken out, in my opinion. Um, we, we'd love to see every deer go another year and hit their true potential. But some deer, as far as, I mean, you can't let every, not every deer's got the genetics to be a giant. I don't think this guy was going to be. I think he was about as good as he was going to get. If anything, he probably would have grown a little bit more trash over the few next couple of years. Um, but I don't think he would have got a whole lot bigger. Great buck. Very happy with it. Tasting great. Cooked him up. Cooked up several meals already out of him. So um, not too old to weather musky and over gamey. Just a good, healthy, you know, middle-aged deer i'm very happy with got him out of the area we got some older bucks that are still showing up looking good they made it through the season as long as nothing happens between now and next year hopefully they stay around the area stay healthy continue to grow we'll see what next year brings very excited about next year next season already uh even though this season just ended but it is officially like 100 percent full-on hog hunting now uh, I still have the stand up. I still plan on doing some bow hunting, practicing with my bow. Um, I that's the best practice. Getting you know, we, we can shoot targets all day long and become, you know, better accurate shooters. But you need to get out there, bow hunt some pigs. There is nothing like it. It is a great hunt. It's fun, and I have come to really enjoy it. Uh, I did make some special hand loads for my three hundred eight uh, this year as well. And I plan on taking that thing out and hopefully getting some pigs with that as well. Um, I kind of kind of kicked it old school. I, I'm going back, uh, you know, my 308. i I've always shot, you know, kind of I've talked about shooting like, like 168 green Sierra match kings out of it for pigs. Um, I've, I've shot a lot of Hornady ammunition out of it over the years. It's a, it's a great short, light, like mountain carry gun. Remington 700 action. Nothing special about this gun. A 3x9 Leopold, just enough for my style of hunting. I'm a very, I hunt close. I, I haven't had to shoot at a deer over 100 yards in a very long time. Um, this gun does it for me. It's it's It was a gift. 
I think I got it for Christmas one year. Um, probably when I was about nine or 10, I can't remember which one, but love this gun. I decided to make some hand loads for it. I took a 180 grain round nose, uh, Sierra bullet. Um, this thing is a flat back bullet with a cantaloupe loaded to the cantaloupe. And I am running, I believe, oh, 40, I want to say 44 grains. I have to check my, my chart. I want to say I'm running 44 grains of S and P 735. For most of you handlers out there, that's probably not a powder you're familiar with. We get that a lot here at True Ballistics. Um, we've ran that in 223. We've ran that in 308. Done a lot of stuff with it. It's uh, more of a of a commercial powder, uh, very fine grain powder. Great burn rate. Um, I would I wouldn't quite put it up there with like you know the Varget and stuff like that. It, like I said, Varget's a, a little short stick powder. Very good burn rate, very temperature stable. Um, I haven't seen much of a change in as far as temperature stability with this particular powder. It seems to be pretty good. I've only shot it like in like 60, 70 degree days. <laughs> and I shoot down in a controlled environment down in a tunnel most of the time. I do a low development. But uh, I'd be curious to take it out on a cold day, shoot a little bit with it while it sits in the truck overnight so it's really cold. And then come summertime on that 100-degree day, leave that ammo sitting on the dash, get that cartridge really hot, load it up, and shoot it thin and see what happens. Um, Say so this is my particular hand load. This isn't any of our commercial loads, anything that goes off the shelf. This is something that I made for my rifle. I had some free time one day, had a box of bullets sitting on the shelf, wasn't sure what we were going to do with them. Uh, went ahead and bought them, loaded them up, and uh, been just been happy with it. The accuracy, you know, you talk about 100-yard accuracy and bullets, the way they perform. You, you, Ballistics coefficients and all that really come into play, like, after 400 yards. I mean, and that, like I said, this gun I'm shooting is a short-barreled. I'm not going to go out and shoot dimes with this gun no matter what I load in it. Know your rifle. Know the purpose behind your rifle. Very important to keep that in mind. Not everybody's a Chris Kyle. Not everybody's going to go out and shoot a 1,000 yards. And not every gun, not every rifle is designed to do so. You know, a lot of rifles are built for the... Uh, when you go to a gun store, most of the rifles on the wall are designed to shoot. At least down here, I'm talking South Texas, are designed to be within 300 yards. You're not going to go out... And buy a six, seven hundred dollar rifle off the wall on every occasion. Not saying that there's not rifles out there that won't do it, because every now and then you find a gym. But you're not gonna go buy a rifle for six, seven hundred dollars, slap a scope on it, and go just repetitively over and over again, ring steel at eight hundred yards. Not every time. Like I said, if you have a gun that do, that does that, awesome. Proud of you, good for you, you know, but that's not really what that gun was built for. Most hunting rifles, and keep this in mind too, especially nowadays, rifles built for the purpose of hunting are built light. They're built with a thinner, longer barrel. They're trying to maximize accuracy while cutting weight. And when you cut weight and you cut steel, you are now allowing friction of the bullet heat that barrel up faster and heat has an effect on steel you will see your group 
grow as the barrel warms up most of the time. Like, like I said, not all the time, most of the time. This is important to remember. And I think that a lot of people are kind of forgetting that, especially the uh, the new age of hunter, people my age, guys even younger. There's so much advanced, as far as the advancement of the, the builds of rifles and the actions and the barrels and even the stocks and the chassis, there's been, you know, there's so much information now that you can just Google search everything. A lot of people are, are educating themselves a lot more. We're seeing a change in the way we hunt. We're seeing a change in how we shoot. Growing up, I didn't know. I've never met anybody when I was a child that was purposely going out and trying to shoot a 1,000 yards all the time. That wasn't really talked about. It wasn't until I really got in the industry before that that we started even talking about doing the stuff that I was starting to talk to guys that were like, yeah, I go out and I shoot six, seven hundred, eight hundred to a thousand all the time. And then, then you started seeing like the development of the six five Creedmoor becoming into play and guys using that in like PRS matches. And then now you got like the six Creedmoor and you got the six five PRC. You got all these cartridges that have come out in the past few years that are just supposed to be the hottest thing out there and, and you get a lot of guys that they believe the hype and I'm not saying that these are bad cartridges they they do their job they are pushing you know they're pushing the limit as far as speed and pressure and they're doing their job efficiently but this no one has reinvented the wheel and I think that's uh, like what I'm getting at because everyone's like you know it's the greatest thing you know, since sliced bread, and it's like, no, I mean, they just tweaked it a little bit to get a little bit, a little bit faster. And let me tell you, there's not an animal in the world that's going to say, oh, <laughs> that bullet was 200 feet per second faster than the last one. I could tell, you know, you got to watch out for that guy. No, there's a reason why our great-grandfathers and our, our granddads and all that were killing everything with a 22 mag and a 30-30, it works. It's all about shot placement. And they knew how to how to shoot their guns. They, they, they went out with minimal bullets. They knew what their rifle would do, and they would hunt to eat. They, they were most of our grandparents. We could all agree on this. Tell us stories of growing up poor, growing up, walking in the woods, you know, walking railroad tracks. Most of them probably told you some pretty illegal stories of them road hunting with a 22 mag. That was them surviving. They were out hunting for food. You know, we, we have changed our model of hunting so much in the past few years where we are so set on conservation now and growing our deer herd, creating the opportunity for these deer to hit their maximum potential and antler uh, growth we are, we're a different hunter because we have educated ourselves on what happens when you allow deer to grow. We've allowed ourselves to, to understand the importance of going out and hunting predators, you know, not just for fun, but on the conservation side of things so that our, our, our deer and our other wildlife, native wildlife, can grow in numbers and prosper. We have learned the importance of feeding the right diets bringing out the true potential of a property and setting up a property for wildlife to be able to thrive. 
so many advancements in the past couple decades. I mean, it's like every year I hear something new and it's like, that's a great idea. Why didn't we think of that? Or, you know, but <laughs> the rifle thing, rifles have come a long way. But even then, especially like in the carbon, the carbon fiber barrels, I deal with a lot of people. I've developed a lot of loads. I am young. I'm 29 years old. And I could tell you, I've probably done more load development than a lot of guys in their 70s and 80s because I that's my job. I've done that for a very long time. I don't, I'll tell you right now, we're not doing any, I, here at True Ballistics, we're not doing load development anymore. It is, uh, we are so busy running the machines and stuff with our commercial loads that should, we don't have time for that. We set it off, but there is, there's a, what we need to educate ourselves on is back to the barrels. People think that, you know, well, I spent $2,000, $3,000 on a rifle, not counting the optics. I need to be able to go out and, and shoot dimes. And yes, yes, I, I firmly believe you spend that much on a rifle. You need to be able to go out and grab a box of ammo off the shelf and it needs to shoot dimes. You know, you need to be shooting a sub MOA group. Not everybody's capable of doing that. Now, I, I'm, when I say sub, I'm in more like half MOA group out of that. When you're spending that kind of money, I think you should shoot a half MOA group. That being said, carbon barrels, Light, skinny barrels. Usually after the second shot, I will tell you that barrel is warmed up enough now. You may not know where that third shot's going to go. That third shot may drift two inches. And that's going to be something that's going to happen if you take five, six, seven different boxes of ammo. It doesn't matter the grain. doesn't matter the manufacturer. doesn't matter the type of bullet. You'll probably get a very similar group. Maybe not the same placement on the target because you're changing weights of bullets and everything else but you're probably gonna get a pretty similar group you know you might have one that's just a little bit tighter i don't i don't know the reason behind that and to be honest with you if i had to put money on it the one that shoots the slowest your, your slowest velocity is probably gonna be the most accurate it makes sense think about it a little faster a little hotter is going to change not every gun is like this every gun is different that's a big deal every rifle is different doesn't matter. You can have, you know, you can have the same manufacturer, same model, one serial number apart. They're different rifles. They were made differently. Not everything is exact. No matter what type of machinery we're using, things change. And I noticed the hog hunting tournament, and I just completely, or hog hunting podcast, and I went completely off the rail talking about rifles, but. You know, we, we as hunters, we're, we're constantly changing. We as human beings are constantly changing, and we're trying to be better. Uh, our, our, our advancement in technology, we have great minds out there. We have very smart people that are constantly trying to develop something better, and that is a great thing about us. We're always trying to be better, more efficient. Sometimes it's our Achilles heel, and, and we just completely fail, but... I like where the industry is going. I think that we have too many irons in the pot as far as like the ammo world and bullet manufacturing and stuff. I think we have way, we're way too spread out trying to make a little bit of everything. And, and it's caused, I think it's helped cause the shortage. You know, obviously it was a bunch of panic. Everybody bought a bunch of guns and ammo and, and stuff like that. It caused like a worldwide shortage of primers and stuff. But you got to understand that the, everything that's being developed now was 
came off of like certain your, your parent cartridges. You guys like the thirty out six, man. Like the thirty anything thirty cal, I'll tell you, is worth having, especially as a hand loader. You could find bullets all a thirty caliber bullet is a special thing because there's so many different types, so much of a variance in grain that you can use really light, fast stuff to your really heavy, I mean, just thumpers. I mean, you can find just about any kind of bullet you want out there, <clears throat> excuse me, in 30 cal. Um, it's my favorite caliber bullet for hog hunting because I can run some pretty heavy stuff. I can run some pretty light stuff. I carry a 308. That's my preferred cartridge. You do with that as as you will. I know I got a lot of guys out there, a lot of friends of mine like to dog on a 308. Uh, most of them are Creedmoor guys, but um, that's the industry. I mean that that's me. That's that's who I am. I and I have my reason for it. Um, I shoot more hogs than I do deer now, especially that I've taken up bow hunting. You know, my 308 is more of just a, a, a hog gun now. That's why I developed my round nose bullet for it. Um, I enjoy the 308. Also, uh, my dad always told me, my dad was, was a prepper, and he always told me, buy a rifle where you can find ammo for it. There's no sense of having a rifle if you can't find ammo for it. So I went with the 308. Uh, I, I have a 308. I have a 243. It's I never would have thought that 243 was going to be off the shelf the way it is. Uh, it's coming back um, slowly but surely. Everything's starting to come back. Uh the industry is making a rebound. It's just taking us a long time to get there, but everything is starting to show back up on the shelves. And that's a good thing. Uh, hopefully it's a, it's a long time before it gets bad again, but it would just baffled me that the stuff, I mean, even 30 out six ammo was like obsolete on the shelf. Couldn't find it Two seventy, you know, that stuff was flying. Could never find it, but it's great. I think this, the, the six, five creed more, you know, you're seeing that ammo everywhere. It's definitely, you know, I think top three, most popular cartridges right now, um, of all things, then you go back to, to missing ammo and the thirty thirty couldn't find thirty thirty forever. And even now it's still one of the more difficult ones to find. Uh, never would have thought that would have happened. Uh, but you're starting to see other cartridges take place. All these straight wall cartridges become popular. A lot of the northern states that only allow uh, straight wall cartridges come back. You have uh, the 350 Legend. I think they just developed the new one that was released is what the, the 360 Buckhammer. Um, don't know how popular that one's going to be. It's trying to compete with the 350 Legend. But I got to hand it to, to that cartridge. And being a straight wall cartridge, it's usually always more affordable than your bottleneck. Um, pretty affordable price on the 350 Legend ammo. It's, I think it's a great South Texas round. You know, if you're not looking at making long distance shots, anything within 100. I mean, you could probably take it out to 200. You know, uh, if you know what you're doing, got enough practice. After that, I think it pretty much drops like a rock, which is a good thing too. You know, you're hunting smaller properties. You got neighbors around you. You don't need to be sailing. You know. 140 grade and 65 Creedmoors at 2,700 feet per second plus, you know, over acres of land that don't belong to you. <laughs> there's there's things to consider, especially as a new hunter, you know. Um, I think people kind of forget about that, you know, getting into hunting, buying a new property. Google map your property or get a drone up in the sky. Look what's around you. Look what's on your neighbor's property. You know, do they have a house? Do they live on their property? Do they have cattle? Um the last thing you want to do is sell one over the fence and hit some, you know, $20,000 bull. That probably wouldn't be good. There's ways to track ballistics now. And uh, 
think about that. But I, I'm very, like I said, I, I really went off today uh, on hog hunting and stuff. I, I'm excited on uh, on setting my trap. Now that deer season's over with, you know, we are going to focus a lot on, on hog hunting. We're going to turn around. It's going to be spring turkey season. Um, working on the boat, getting the boat ready for, for the water. Got a camping trip coming up in March. Very excited about. But I, I'm I'm going to get out there. I'm going to hunt some more hogs with my bow, get some more practice in on that. I'm going to hopefully take one with my, my 308 ammo. I've been very happy with the accuracy of it at 100 yards. I don't plan on shooting any further than that. There's no need. I hunt, to give you an idea, I've said it before, on our properties, 186 acres, mostly open pasture, river bottoms, pretty brushy. Um, we have ran cattle on that. My grandpa farmed it forever. We live on the property. But, I mean, it's it's a great property for a little bit of everything. I bird hunt. Now I'm, I'm turkey hunting. I fish it because it's on the San Antonio River. Um, deer hunt, hog hunt, it, it's it's my escape. It's it's awesome. It's nice to be able to to be blessed to be able to walk out off my my front porch and just go, not have to travel. Um, I have it good. I enjoy that property a lot. Um, very excited for what's to come. The future of deer season next. You know, as we get into October again, and and start chasing them with, with the bow. I'm, uh, great. Excited to see what's going to happen with some of the deer that we've been watching. And but main thing is and going to preach this some more. We got to get out there. We got to hunt wild hogs. We got to trap these things. I plan on putting in a lot more effort than I have. It's been easier. Like I said, when I first started the podcast, my kids were were very young. They were babies, uh, newly married. You know, that's not a good time to be a hunter. You know, you got to take a step back from from the things that you like to do and focus on your family, focus on on life at home, focus on your career. Um, that that took a lot out of out of being outdoors, and and um, I'm happy about that. Though I love being a dad, love being uh, married, and having a family. It's it's been. I think it's also made me appreciate the outdoors a little bit more. Nothing against them. It, it's just nice to be able to like you know have a wife that supports my love for the outdoors, my love for hunting. She knows that it's important for me to get out of the house every now and then. And uh, even though you, I have 99% of my hunts don't turn into a kill, it's nice to uh, go out there and just get some fresh air, get your thoughts, you know, in order and, and think about, you know, things like work and kind of get everything off your mind uh, and just enjoy being up in a tree or enjoy being on the boat, on the water. Uh, enjoy seeing on tailgate, hunting, hunting birds. That's one of the best hunts. I, I love bird hunting. Uh, I'm curious to get into duck hunting. I got some friends doing it and they're getting their, their feet wet and hopefully they'll, they're learning fast so they could teach me, but this is going to be uh, a good year. I can't wait. And I hope that, that y'all join us. I hope you get signed up in the true hawk hunters and army hawk hunters tournaments. Again, reminder, trueballisticsllc.com forward slash tournaments, get signed up, submit hogs and win some prizes. We're giving away a lot of prizes this year. Don't forget. This month, the Ride On 3 Conquer Scope, the 14-piece butcher set, and those BB guns. They can all be yours. Big goose egg on the scoreboard right now. Get signed up. Submit your hogs. Let's do this. All right, guys, I'm out of time. Thanks for tuning in to Sounder Podcast. As always, I'm Charlie Lobner. I'm out of here. Till next time. <laughs>